Everyone, welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community Kailo of Summers in Philadelphia. Beautiful, beautiful Tuesday morning. The morning of the, of the double toiv. Beautiful sunny morning. <clears throat> we continue with Derek Hashem. We're in the middle of Zion over here in Perak Bays in Chela Gimel. We're in the middle of talking about how one uses names of God to achieve the unachievable. <coughs> we break through the realm of the natural into climates of the supernatural. And we saw saw two ways that that works. We saw that a person can summon, and you might not just like closing the, yeah, closing, thank you. A person can <clears throat> invoke a name of Hashem and dress Hashem himself, put himself um, more in the, in the presence of Hashem, in the radiance of that particular name of Hashem. And when a person does that, he is receiving that radiance. He's engaging with Hashem. He's connected to Hashem. That loosens the links that chain him and shackle him to this world down here that allows his upper neshama to be released from those bonds. That allows his upper neshama to get glimpses, insights, clarities that normally doesn't have. And he's bonding with Hashem through pronouncing the name of Hashem and addressing Hashem and engaging with Hashem. A person can also take names of Hashem and pronounce them on malachim. I can take a malach, summon a malach, and pronounce the name of Hashem on a malach and get this malach to do things that normally cannot do. Said differently, I can command malachim with names of God. So we saw this yesterday. This is what we ended up with yesterday. Two different things you can do with names of the Rebbein Yisholeilam. You can address Hashem himself, elevate yourself to Hashem himself, transcend this realm, and and, and, and glimpse Ruach HaKodesh, Nevuah, and all that. And you can use the name of Hashem to command malachim. And we said yesterday, the way that works is the Malach ultimately has to defer to its creator. A Malach has to have respect for Hashem. A Malach is under the authority and the power of Hashem himself. And the Malach has within an infinite power which is given finite limitations based on the Kalim of that Malach itself. But there is infinite power of Hashem that runs through that Malach. And when I pronounce the name of God on that Malach, the Malach... Is, is compelled to listen, is compelled to obey because I am commanding it with the name of its master. And then you can get Malachim to do things that Malachim normally cannot do. With the name of Hashem, <clears throat> I can unleash that power that's within the Malach always. I can unlock that power that's within the Malach. So I can take the Malach that's in charge of snow and I can make it snow right here in the room. I can take the Malach that's in charge of rain and I can stop the rain if I want to stop the rain and, 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 and so on and so forth. But it's again... <coughs> according to the limitations still that Malach, even when you break the rules, there are rules within breaking the rules, and that's what we saw yesterday. So now we continue. We're in the second half of Zion. So again, we're in Chela Gimel, Perik Beis, Simon Zion, halfway through. And now the Ramchal is going to give us the caveats, the catches. Here's the fine prints, okay? Today we have the fine prints. Yesterday we had what you can accomplish, what you are able to pull off using the names of Hashem correctly. Today we're going to encounter the... What's the catch? What's the catch? That's the fine prints. The fine print, they say that in Ivris, Oisia Sakhtanis, Allah Chose, the fine print. Makatuv Oisia Sakhtanis. There's such a Melita like that in Ivris? Yeah, there's a. The fine print in English, they say. All the stuff they put in the end of the Chose that, that's very small. What? It's not legal, I think they do something that's not legal not to do it. In Israel, What's it okay, in English, they call it Oisia Sakhtanis. The fine print. Ksava Koton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the fine print, the part that they don't need to read. But here's the fine print. Here's the catch. Here's the caveats. And says the Ramchal. 
both of these approaches, whether it's taking the names of Hashem to ascend, to ascend to where Hashem is, to leave the confines of this body behind, whether it's using the name of Hashem to command Malachim to do my will, to do my bidding, you can, it's, not, it's not up to me. It's not entirely up to me. It's not a free-for-all, whatever I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. It's not, it's not completely in my control. It is, it is, it is um, directed and capped in spe- with specific rules, specific um, um, terms and conditions that dictate when I can use these names, how I can use these names, under what circumstance I can use these names. So that's first of all, it's not a free-for-all. It didn't become, oh, if you know the right names of Hashem, you can do anything you want. There's no, there's no rules of nature anymore. There's no rules of physics. The sky's the limit. Beyond the sky's the limit. It's not true. There, first of all, as the Ramchal is saying, as we mentioned a few times, even in breaking the rules, there's rules to breaking the rules. There's limitations. And he throws one more thing in. Even when I know the rules behind breaking the rules, even when I know the name that commands this malach, how to get this malach to do what I want, how to say this name of Hashem and, and climb up to where Hashem is, even when I know all that, it's not always going to work. Even when I know the rules, it's not always guaranteed that it's going to work. It has to do on the time and the place and the person who's doing it. Let's see. What? Do I have what? Oh, do we have tzaddikim that can still do these things? We talked about the Baba Sali, right? He lived less than a, he was living within the last hundred years. He he was able to do this. He had uh, it was famous. He had a bottle of Arak. This is documented. He wrapped it with a towel. You couldn't see the inside of the bottle. And he would just pour and pour and pour and pour and never ran out. Exactly. We know there were people in the last century that knew how to do these things. Probably all of them were Sephardim. Probably. I don't know if any Ashkenazim. You know. He was the one with the flying carpet too, right? Yeah, the alleged flying carpet. I don't know how... Oh, that wasn't proof. Yeah, they, no. they say that he could transport himself. I don't know if it was Maybe. managed a flying carpet. I don't what's think it was a flying reason, carpet. What's the reason really for the Sephardim? They're the best of that. Because they do it. before 40. <clears throat> what, what was your question? Look, look in the Sephardi Sitter again. Remember we, told, we yeah, took yeah. out the Sephardi Sitter? Do the heebie-jeebie stuff, like the bottles yes. are older, yeah, yeah. of Sephardi. They've kept it alive. They kept not, it in the Sawyer for that. You know? they, 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 that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's become a different focus in the last, like, Eight, nine hundred oh, years, the what? focus has became a different focus. They they the other... Okay, so anyway, it's not, even, it's not a guarantee that it's going to work. It's not a guarantee that it's going to work. It's possible that a person could know the whole system. He could know all the names of the Rebbein Shalom. He could know the names of the Malach. He could know which name of Hashem to say on which Malach and how to get this Malach to make sure that the Arak doesn't run out, this Malach to make sure my Dr. Pepper doesn't run out, this Malach to make sure I can get on the flying carpet and fly across the Atlantic Ocean. A person could know the whole thing, the, the coffee doesn't work. but it still might not work. It's not guaranteed to work. Even again, if you're doing it correctly, it still might not work for you. There's no guarantee. So <coughs> I said yes, it's so important to know this. The same way there's no guarantee in the laws of nature down here, the laws of regular nature, the natural world, there's no guarantee that anything's going to work just because it's supposed to work. There's no guarantee Hashem can prevent anything from working down here when He wants. So Hashem can prevent things from working up there if Hashem wants. 
Well, what, what's he talking about? Let's say, you know, does that ever happen to anyone that, that, uh, that your car seems to be in perfect working order and you kept it well, the oil changed and you kept it, it's gassed and everything is fine, everything's great and it won't start, it won't try. So some kind of strange problem arises. What, Penny, you've ever had problems like this before? Yeah. So Penny has problems like this, unfortunately. She'll never, ever, ever have them again. But he's encountered problems like this. What's going on? What's the matter with like, I just got it inspected, right? I just had, they inspected it and I went brought to a, a responsible, not, I didn't bring to one of these schlocky yeshivasha places where you just give them the money and they put the sticker on. No, they really inspected my car. Why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? So, I, I don't know. But sometimes Hashem decided that your car's not going to work this morning. Sometimes Hashem decided that uh, this appliance is not going to work. Why isn't I don't know. No one can figure out why it's not working. Hashem decided it's not going to work. That can happen, right? It can happen that Hashem will decide this won't work, that won't work. The laws of nature are, say that this is in perfect working order. And sometimes the Rebbein will decide your car won't start that morning. Sometimes the Rebbein will decide that you're going to have uh, appliance problems or whatever else may be. Right? Because you're a, you wanted to go away. You're not supposed to. Maybe, maybe. But anyway, we see that Hashem can't... The, the, the laws of nature are in Hashem's control. We know that sometimes Hashem will just suppress the laws of nature. So the Ramchal, the point he's making is the laws of the supernatural are the same exact thing. There's no difference just because I know the laws of the supernatural, supernature, and I know how to take this name and command this Malach and access this name of Hashem and rise up to Hashem. It, it, there's no guarantee that's going to work just because I know it, it is within ultimately within Hashem's control and if Hashem decides that that I should be able to get away with it with implementing what I know then it will happen but Hashem can suppress it Hashem can prevent it from happening the same way Hashem prevents things down here he prevents things up there also so why is it so important to know this so as we mentioned yesterday if we wouldn't have seen this today one could be one could be led to believe that oh if you know Kabbalah you know mystics if you know the, the, the mysticalities, and you know Kabbalistics, and you know the names of God and the names of the Malachim, so the world just becomes a big automat. It becomes a big uh, command center. I know, you know, this button is going to bring this down from heaven. This button is going to get the mouth to do this. This lever produces this result. This switch is going to get this to happen. It just becomes a, a big control room with lots of levers and switches and buttons. And more than that, what would come out is that I'm controlling God. Because as we saw yesterday, the reason why all this works, why can you command the Malach? Because the Malach ultimately has within every Malach the unlimited power of Hashem in a limited, in a limited structure, the um, infinite there within the finite. And I'm just opening up the unlimited infinite power of Hashem that's there. Why can I say in the name of Hashem and ascend up to where Hashem is and get glimpses and insights from the Rebbe Shalom? Because then, again, I'm engaging with Hashem. So if it would be a system in which I can do whatever I want, whenever I went, want, however I want, as long as I know what I'm doing, it, it would end up that Hashem is sort of at my behest. Hashem is at my command. I can be machriach Hashem. I can be machriach. I could force Hashem to do things. And there's no such thing. There's no such thing because the Rebbe is not at one big robot. His power is not one big power station. Uh, as long as I know where to connect the cables, I can channel all the power I want. The Rebbe is, is is an entity, is a being, and... I am a being, I'm finite, he's infinite, but ultimately Hashem is an entity and I'm an entity, Hashem is an infinite being, I'm a finite being, it's all about having a relationship with Hashem, a relationship, not about twisting Hashem's arm, not about pulling this lever and this what comes out from this part of Hashem's presence and this button brings this chef out from Hashem's infinitude, no. It's about an interaction with Hashem, a, a, a relationship, a yachas, a yachas, not buttons and levers and switches and dials, but a yachas. 
And as in any relationship, maybe I'll get the response that I want, and maybe I won't get the response that I want. What would be completely and exactly analogous to the relationship between a husband and a wife? So sometimes also, husbands believe that the relationship between the husband and the wife is also levers and switches and dials. And if I come home with a bouquet of flowers, then I'll, I'll get the supper that I want. If I come home with a brownie, then I'll get to stay out late that night, you know, without getting any flack. If I come home with a nice candlelit dinner, then I'm going to get for the next week whatever I want without, without any questions. So that's a mistake. That's when we think that the marriage relationship is about hechrich, about machriach. If I just know, you know, which button to press over here, which lever to pull, here I have the flowers, and I hear the candle at dinner, and I hear I have the, the tickets to the ball game that my wife likes. So now I get boom, 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 I get results. No, 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 no. That's not a relationship that's trying to force somebody. That's not a yachas. Marriage itself is about a yachas. If I, if I, you know, am in the right presentation, with the right focus, with the right type of approach, so I, 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 <clears throat> make an overture to my spouse in a certain way, I try to present myself in an endearing way, and hopefully I get an endearing relationship, an endearing response, I, I get a response of endearment. I hope so. If, 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 if I, I appease them, I, I find favor in their eyes, I make them happy, and hopefully there will be a reciprocation. But it's a relationship-type reciprocation, not a, a compulsion-type, a compulsory-type re reciprocation. It's never compulsory. If it's compulsory, that's not a relationship anymore. That's exactly what's going on here with us and the Rebbeinu Shalelam. Our relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalelam is a relationship one, not a compulsory one. So even when somebody knows all the Kabbalah, all the mysticism behind the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's never about throwing levers and turning knobs and pushing buttons, and I boom, 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 bring down whatever I want. It's about making myself endearing to Hashem, reaching out to Hashem, creating, forging a relationship, a yachas, and hopefully getting back what I would like to get back. But if Hashem is not interested, Hashem doesn't like me or what I'm doing at that moment, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I'm not going to participate in this because I'm not, I'm not happy with you. I'm not happy with what you're doing. Everybody understand that? Yes. Okay. Good. Let's go on. V'ula. Now the Ramchal is going to take that further. When it comes to the first type of approach over here. Again, there's two different things you can do with Shemas Hashem, two different things that you can do with with uh, the names of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. One is ascending to Hashem Himself, channeling Hashem Himself, engaging with Hashem Himself, getting glimpses, insights, and awareness in the soul world. And the other is taking Hashem's name and, and commanding angels to do my bidding, using Hashem's name to be Metzav the Malachim. So when we talk about the first one where I'm engaging with Hashem Himself, Shu mentioning the name of Hashem, invoking the name of God, to get radiance from Hashem Himself, to get Hashem's power and energy to me, so I can leave my goof behind somewhat and 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 get have more of a presence in the world of the Neshama. If you want that to work, that's not going to work at all, unless you already start off with, as we were saying, a certain closeness to Hashem. Be very close to Hashem. You have to have a good relationship with Hashem. You have to be on good terms with Hashem. Because if I'm using the name of Hashem to ascend to Hashem Himself, that's only going to work if I'm already on good terms with Hashem. But if I'm not on good terms with Hashem, if I'm a person Hashem doesn't like, Hashem is not interested in, if I, so let's say, when it comes to relationship, till now I've turned my back on God. I, I, I don't do what God wants me to do. I'm ignoring God. And suddenly I go to a crash, crash course, the names of God, you know, 
Here, pay us uh, $6,000. We'll give you a six-day course. <laughs> know all the names of God, and you can uh, ascend to the heavens, and you can communicate with God. Right? So this is the guy, a guy that until this course came along, his relationship with Judaism, with, with, with the Rebbein Shalom, was just about that, the same as you know, his, re, re, his, his relationship with, um, with the, 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 the yaks in Tibet. Right? He had just as much to do with the Rebbein Shalom as he did with those yaks, those mantan yaks living in Tibet. That was his relationship with God. But now he sees this course offering, offered by the, the uh, Kabbalah Institute for $6,000, learn all the names of God and be able to ascend to the heavens. So the guy learns all the names of God. He sits down. He, he draws uh, not a pentagram, right? Because we're Jewish. He draws a mugging David around himself with chalk. Sits in the middle of the mugging David. Takes out the book. You know, closes his eyes. Starts saying all these names of God. And is waiting to ascend up to the heavens. It's not going to work, Rabbi Say. Nothing's going to happen because when we talk about mentioning names of the Rebbeinu Shalom to bond with Hashem, it's reciprocal. It's a relationship. It's kurva. It's devekus. It's only going to work for someone that Hakadosh Baruch is interested in. Otherwise, Hashem says, you know, I, I'm not responding. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to respond to this. There won't be any response. You know, the guy's picking up the phone. Yes, he learned all the names of God, and he knows, you know, exactly uh, who to call. But no one's home. No one's on the other end. No one's picking up the phone for him. The hotline is dead. The hotline is dead. That's right. It's not not going to work for him. So Hakadosh Baruch says, you know, I know you're addressing me, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in you. I'm not. I'm not going to let you engage with me if you're someone that I'm not interested in, 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 in you know, rising up to join me. Show me first that you're interested in me, and then, and then, then you know, we can talk. Then we can talk. So you have to have kurva, you have to have tveikas for this to work. It's never just about the knowledge. It's bodily preparation, bodily, body, physical purity, spiritual purity, mental purity, and preparation and closeness. The more a person works on promoting his own closeness to Hashem, his bonding with Hashem, his inherent dveikos, clinging to Hashem, before he attempts to invoke these names, certainly he'll have more success and he'll, in, 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 in that transcendence and in bonding and raising himself to Hashem. The less that he has a relationship with Hashem, an innate relationship with Hashem, the less successful he'll be in applying these names of Hashem. When it comes to the second approach of using the names of God, where I'm not directly addressing God, I'm addressing a malach. I'm taking, telling, uh, taking the malach <coughs> which is in charge of heat. I'm telling the malach in charge of heat. I pronounce on you a name of, of God because I want it to be a little cooler today. And the malach that's in charge of, of, um, of, 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 of my car. And I'm dressing this mouth in charge of my car. I want my car to work today, right? So you're, 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 you're in the second approach, you're dressing a mouth with the name of its creator. And you're, by, by dressing a mouth with the name of God, you are compelling the malach to listen to you. And you are unlocking the untapped, unlimited power within that malach. Says the Ramchal, there, it's a little bit different. Ain't it's tarach. You don't need to the same degree closeness to God and Devekus with God. So don't publicize this, Rabbi Yisai, but what the Ramchal just said is that theoretically, someone that knows the art of the second approach, commanding angels with the name of God, doesn't necessarily have to be close to Hashem for that to work. Doesn't necessarily have to be in a, a person who is bonded already with Hashem for that to work because he's not addressing Hashem, he's addressing the Malach. So technically speaking, a person could theoretically go to the Kabbalah Institute and pay them all their money, $6,000, probably more than that now, right? 
for their, their six-day course, learn how to command angels, and theoretically, even though the guy could be a total bum, he could be a total miscreant, could be a total, a total hooligan in, a, in, in, in the spiritual realm, but if he learns how to command malachim, theoretically can work for him. He doesn't need to be close to Hashem because he's not engaging with a God. He's not addressing God. But let's see. We still don't want to do this. Let's see. Um, first of all, it certainly will help and be more successful if he's closer to Hashem. Hashem will give him more siyat to the But since he's not addressing Hashem, he doesn't have to have as a precondition a, a starting initial closeness with Hashem. Now, why, why does it work that I can command an angel with God's name without necessarily being on good terms with God myself? Says the Ramchal, explains, listen to, listen to how he explains it, sets it up beautifully for us. Now that Akosh Baruch Hu has put as a property within his own names, that Hashem's names, if you know how to say them under the right circumstances, to what, which Malach, you can command Malachim at your beck and call with names of HaKadosh Baruch because they have to ultimately answer to that authority because they are, they, they need to defer to Hashem. So Hashem did establish that Malachim do need to comply and defer um, and submit to the authority of Hashem when I command Hashem's authority upon them. So what happens is, They become like an taco, like, like, like um, devices. They can be thought of as a mechanical system. They can indeed be thought of, as we said earlier, the last thing we want to think about our relationship with the Rebbein Shalom is some kind of big, you know, supercomputer command center with buttons and knobs and switches the same way you can't, that can't be the relationship with your spouse. There's not throwing this lever and, and, and something happens, pushing a switch and something happens. With HaKadosh Baruch again, it's always the same way. But with a Malach, it's actually like that. A Malach can be thought of as a tool, as a device, as a mechanical system that can be operated according to known and established rules. The Malach doesn't have Vechira. A Malach is not something that operates independently. A Malach is not something I'm supposed to have a relationship with. A Malach is something that operates according to very known and fixed, established parameters and rules. If I know those rules, says the Rebbe Chalashar, If I know the rules, if I know, have the instruction manual, how this Malach operates, it's like operating your oven. You know, you want to put on Sabbath mode, put, turn to page 17, self-clean mode, that's on page 21. I know exactly how to operate my oven. The controls are well-established and known and fixed. A Malach has an instruction manual also. A Malach has to answer to different names of God differently. If you know how to do that, you can theoretically do that even without Devekus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even without a closeness, a curva to the Rebbein Shalom. Because again, I'm not engaging with Hashem right now. I'm not trying to ascend to the Rebbein Shalom, which was the first approach, which does require Devekus. Here I'm just manipulating a Malach. Everybody understand? Manipulating a Malach like I would manipulate a mechanical device. So that could theoretically work even if you are a bum. Even if you're a miscreant, even if you're someone who is very distanced and very estranged from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, theoretically, if you know the rules, you know the right names, and you know how to address the Malachim, you could theoretically pull this off, but we don't advise it. And we'll see why in a moment, why we don't advise it. Again, if I know how to do this properly, I could theoretically bend the Malach to my will. Okay, however, here's the catch, Rabbi Sam. Here's the caveat. Here's why we don't recommend it. If you're indeed a bum, if you're, if if you if you are not in good standings with with heaven, adaver borer. The matter is quite clear. It's certainly inappropriate, and completely, um, completely, um, it is not recommended. Inappropriate, 
and maybe even aberrant. That's I'm taking a little bit further, but the Ramchal is saying it's inappropriate and it's um, not just inadvisable. What would what's what's one step in between? Not suitable. Not suitable. Yeah, unsuitable. Not 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 um, inappropriate. Unsuitable. Yeah, and they're just the wrong thing to do for a mortal to use the scepter of the king, uh, you know, for his own purposes. So we have to remember what's going on when you know how to manipulate that malach, you know, which is to be thought of as a mechanical device, which operates certain ways. And if I say, I insert this name of God over here, this will happen. I can achieve supernatural results. I put another name of God on the other end. Other new supernatural results will, 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 uh, will result. What you're doing is that name of God is God's scepter. It's God himself. You're using God's scepter, God's crown, God's scepter. And you are just a, a mortal, and all the more so if you're a, a mortal who's a bum, who you're, you're taking God's scepter. You're going and taking the crown jewels, the scepter of God, and you're using it for your own personal whims, fancies, and devices. <coughs> but that's not recommended. But al amru chazal, and this chazal saying pikei avis, udishtamish betaga cholof. Mishnah Pikav says, someone who uses the crown of God for his own purposes will be taken out of this world Will 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 die in an untimely fashion, prematurely. Will be taken out of this world. Why? Because this is what we would call uh, meila. What we call this is 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 misappropriating the king's own devices for my own purposes. So you don't belong here anymore. You 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 will be ushered out of this world prematurely if a person tries again using the names of Hakadosh Baruch Hu for his own for his own end. So I we see people do have done this. We know it's documented. People have done this. Big tzaddikim, as we said, big svardish tzaddikim are known to have used the names of Hashem to command malachim to achieve results. I, the mission of Pekiyavah says, if you use Hashem's name for your own purposes, you get yanked out of this world. So the heter is only a likidoshim. You have to be a big tzaddik. You can't be a bum. Hakroivim loy. You have to have a pre-established closeness with Hakosh Baruch Yisbaruch Udveikim Baip. Someone who has dveikus and closeness to Hashem. What, what, that makes all the difference in the world because if I'm close, I have an in, I have dveikus with Hashem, then it's not some like some bum, some some yo-yo who's coming and stealing Hashem's scepter, and I'll, I'll I'll bring this back later. Today. Some 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 yo-yo that runs into the palace, runs off with the scepter, says, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'll, I'll I'll bring it back. I'm coming back." And he goes and you know makes lollipops and stuff for himself, and he makes uh, you know uh, goodies and Dr Pepper, and he comes back, and he hands it back. This guy, this guy is a bum. This guy's he's 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 uh, he's a ganner. If you are someone who already has Dvekas and Kurva, you're in the palace. You're already Hashem's right-hand man. And you're someone who has that in to be able to borrow the scepter and the crown of the king. Because you're, you're, you're the right-hand man of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's not the same act of, of, of irreverence and defiance and um, inappropriateness when you're already there. Everybody understand? So the starting point is you have to be a Tzadik, Karav, Dovik. Which all these tzaddikim that did it were sheishtamshu bezeh lamashi yivalim imenu kiddush shemay yisbarach is the second condition baasiyas rutzayin baezet tzadshiyah. A, you have to be someone who's already a tzaddik. You already have an in, so it's not inappropriate for you to borrow temporarily Hashem's scepter, Hashem's sharvet. B, you have to be using it for, for worthy purposes. So the Babasali, he did this to make a kiddush Hashem. He wanted everyone to see, you know, the levels to which a Jew can climb. That's why he had this never ending, uh, ending everlasting battle of Arak. Well, he didn't do it because he didn't want to spend 20 shekel on another battle, right? He, he could have gotten plenty of bottles of Iraq. He could have had plenty of sponsors bring him everlasting supplies of Iraq that they were paying for. 
He did it to make a Kiddush Hashem. He did it so people should have a hispilus, should see, wow, look, look what, 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 a, what a Jew can pull off, how high a Jew can climb, what a Jew's capable of doing through, through um, his tzitkus. So two conditions that have to be fulfilled in order for someone to be able to use the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what we call practical Kabbalah, to achieve the supernatural. A, you have to be someone who are, are, you already have a presence in the palace, Next to HaKadosh Baruch it's not inappropriate, it's not for you to be wearing the crown, taking the scepter, borrowing the scepter. B, it has to be for furtherance of Hashem's own glory, not for your own furtherance. Um, this, okay, Klor, that's very clear. Okay, so this is, remember, before any of us try this at home, you have to make sure both conditions are met first. V'zulaseh, if you don't have both conditions met, A, you're not a tzaddik, you're a bum. Or B, you're not doing it for furtherance of Hashem, you're doing it to save money on Dr. Pepper. Even though Hashem will let you do it because you're ultimately manipulating the Malach, which is a machine, it will work for you. A person will surely be punished for such a thing. It will, it will not end well. It will not end well. will be yanked out of this world. We've said already. This is not something that you can do necessarily at will. It is limited and capped by the system that Hashem has set up as fit and as appropriate for this world. Even when you're working within the parameters that Hashem has established, Hashem wants that it shouldn't work, Hashem will make it not work. The same way Hashem can make your car not start in the morning, can make the air conditioning break down, can make your oven go on the fritz, the, air, the, the, the washing machine. Hashem can, if he wants, he can suppress, he can make it not work for you even though you followed all the rules. That can still happen. When Hashem sees it befitting and appropriate to not allow it to work. Okay, that wraps up. Zion, quite a lot. A lot to digest over here, Abba Yisai. A lot for us to process. Mirza Hashem, tomorrow we continue with Ches. Thank you all for joining. Okay, first thing.